and you invite people over, invite people into your space. It's amazing how that will start to break free, even if it's an illusion or of loneliness. You may not really fully be lonely. Maybe it's just a perceived perception that you're lonely. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Crazy for feeling lonely. Crazy for what? feeling blue. What? <laughs> Are you going to sing the Patsy Klein song? I'm not singing Crazy it. about you? I'm just <laughs> saying it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. What a way to start. Yeah. Welcome to your biggest breakthrough. This is the podcast, in case you're wondering. And I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And I'm confused Todd Isburner, her host. <laughs> not really, because sometimes I think loneliness can be the feeling of craziness. And we're going to talk about loneliness. This is going, this is being recorded actually right before Christmas. It is. And this is a time of year where a lot of people feel very lonely. And actually the Surgeon General, he said that chronic loneliness, I say he, it's it's probably more than just Surgeon General. It's probably like a whole board of people. But anyway, he said that a chronic loneliness is an epidemic And I don't think people really think about loneliness or chronic loneliness as an epidemic. First of all, in regards to what the Surgeon General said, I saw that news clip and he was very serious about it and showing deep concern over what's being termed as an epidemic, like literally a crisis across our nation, perhaps across the world, but he was addressing our nation in terms of loneliness and then the horrible negative impact that loneliness can have on a person, everything from psychologically and emotionally to physically physically and spiritually. Yeah. And actually chronic loneliness isn't something new and it's been a quote unquote epidemic in my mind for quite some time, but especially since the pandemic and such when people were sheltered and isolated and that kind of thing. But during the holidays, it tends to be that same kind of scenario in this day and time. And why is that? which is crazy when you think about it, because there's more activity during Christmas typically. Yeah, but, but why, why do it? people feel it's lonely? The fundamental Christmas? reason why. I think it has to do with family. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The family unit, which is the real kind of first round of community, if you will, is really, it's been diluted. It's broken and it's a tragedy. So recently, Wendy gave a talk at a kind of like a physician's concert, a conference. Concert, yes. Yeah, that's where the Patsy Klein thing came. Yeah, no. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, they were singing chiropractors at this con- conference concert. Yeah, but right, the Holy so, Spirit put this topic yeah, on my heart. Because I told her, Wendy, she said, what would you like me to speak on? And they said. Anything the Lord puts on your heart. And, and the Holy Spirit put chronic loneliness on my heart. And I didn't even know at the time that the Surgeon General had said that chronic loneliness is an epidemic. And so I thought that was uh, very fascinating. You started out helping us all understand, because I was in the audience listening, taking notes. And actually- You took notes? Not really. Uh, In my head, I did. (laughs) I was really interested because I had never really stopped to consider the impact of loneliness. I think partly because there've been very few times where I've actually experienced loneliness. I have, 
but not nearly to the degree of what you were sharing, which has now become an epidemic. And- yeah. And partly it's, it's physiologically is something that is my motive to, to get people to understand the epidemic situation, because another conference that I was speaking at, one of the doctors got up and shared that it is equivalent, basically loneliness to smoking 12 to 15 cigarettes a day. Okay, now, obviously great. not for your lung capacity, yeah. but at the cellular level. So think about the impact wow. of the depth of wow. feeling lonely and how, what that does to, so physiologically, to your health. It's that serious. Oh, yes. Yeah. But it's like smoking how many cigarettes a day? 12 to 15. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so if you did smoke 12 to 15 a day and we're lonely, Whoa. you're in, you need help. Uh, wow. We <laughs> and will hopefully be... we can share some things yeah, with you today. Yeah, that will encourage you. That will bring you some help. Now, my mom lives alone. And one of my brothers always says, mom, you're so lonely. He said, no, I'm not lonely. Yeah, being I'm alone doesn't alone. equate to loneliness. Lonely. Yeah. But if you are alone, and again, lonely, that's where the serious implications set in. And mm. uh, I know you've got lots of great explanations for loneliness and the impact of loneliness. Mm-hmm. But right before we started, I just went on went on the internet real quickly, just to see what's the official definition of loneliness. Okay. The official, the noun is sadness because one has no friends or company. Mm. It's feelings of depression and loneliness. It, it's the quality of being unfrequented and remote, isolation. And then I went a little further and it says common definitions of loneliness describe it as a state of like solitude or being alone. Loneliness is actually a state of mind. Causes people to feel, get this now, Here's what loneliness does. It causes people to feel empty, alone. Unwanted. Wow. They crave human contact, mm-hmm. but don't have it. And listen. Just like Adam craved. What do you guys no, I was going to say, the, the, the digital means I'm holding up my phone right now. Uh-huh. You know, scrolling social media and texting and stuff is not the same thing. No. You cannot eliminate the deception. impact of, of loneliness. Yeah. And I think about loneliness and how, you know, God understood the importance of, of community and knew that Adam was lonely. And that's why he provided Eve as a helpmate and as companionship. And it's interesting you said it because as you're explaining that, I'm thinking, so we don't know how long Adam was on the earth before God created Eve, but he had all those animals because God paraded yeah, them in front of him to name them all. None of them were like him. I know. So lonely. I'm thinking to myself, some people have pets and that's good. Yes. But good. don't let that be an excuse <laughs> for not having human contact. Now, if you have a lot of cats, that might be <laughs> why you don't have human contact. I'm just kidding. It, it, oh, no. oh, there's probably some cat people that no, are listening, but I'm talking lots of cats. Yeah. But no, I think there's a lot of people that are, you talked about scrolling social media. They're trying to fill that void of what loneliness brings them by having different addictions that come into play, whether it's alcohol or food addiction or social media or over shopping, overspending, gossiping, pornography, all the things that are an attempt. It's an attempt to to fill that void of loneliness and it never works. It's, it's so, not going to work. Wendy, ever. dear, let me ask yeah. you, mm-hmm. if you just want to take a moment and do some recall mm-hmm. over your lifetime, can you pick out a time or two where you felt lonely and what the impact or the results of that was? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember when I was a single mom and I remember the Christmas that I was home alone and my family's in Texas and it was just a very lonely, sad feeling. Although I had the Lord, right? This is good. Like he is our confidant, our our comforter, our friend, all of that. I still felt this depth of loneliness Mm. 
And that was just for a day, right? Think about people that have this feeling all the time. And I was actually just, I'd had the privilege of praying with a friend the other day, and she recently lost her husband. And she's just really lonely. Her kids are around and she's got friends, but it's just that depth of sadness and loneliness that she can't even articulate. Mm -hmm. And, but she was so grateful that I would pray with her and those prayers are comforting. What do you do to get out of that chronic loneliness? And there's many things you can do. We're going to talk about that in just a moment, but I just want to explain just a little bit more about the impact of loneliness because as we're talking, there are some of you who are listening who are, you're in a place of chronic loneliness right now. And it, it, it just hurts like the dickens and you're not fully facing it mm-hmm. because if you were, you'd be able to address it by doing something about it. And I, I don't mean to say that in a casual way, hey, just get up and do something about it because we're going to talk about yeah. some practical things you can do. But the state of loneliness for me personally, when yeah, I have you felt that, it? I have. Yeah several times in my life. And it seems each time I do experience loneliness, I have the same kinds of uh, emotional, spiritual, and physiological consequences. Okay. What are those? So first of all, I emotionally feel, I feel like a loser. Mm. I I feel like I don't have my confidence. And like, you don't even want to tell anyone that you're lonely. No, you start to then isolate and you start to tell yourself things that aren't necessarily true. Because I mean, overall, I'm a a pretty confident guy, but when I'm in a yeah, you are <laughs> kind, of, kind of conceited that the no, you're not. <laughs> but but I, no confidence, feeling like a loser, just then depressed, and mm-hmm. that's like a physiological depression, like yeah, no energy, no drive, no. It's it's the attitude of ah, what the heck? I don't even care. Right. When I get to that place, that's a severe consequence for me of loneliness. And then I guess the, the other thing is I. The more lonely I feel, the more I want to be alone. Right. I don't that, want that's others the, to see it. I believe that is the a, a tactic of the enemy. He wants you Isolation. to stay isolated. He wants you to stay and feel alone and experience that loneliness. Like that, that yes, again, we have the Lord and that is that should be all that we need. But he yeah. does also know that we are human beings and we need community. So to, to if you're in that place of feeling like lonely, then the very first thing to do is to reach out to somebody even when you don't feel like it. Mm. And that's the first step or just even acknowledging that you're lonely. Yeah. Let yeah. me flip the coin for just a flip moment it. too. Well, because I think you take a moment right now and just scroll through your list of family and friends. It's likely you could stop at one point and say, oh, yeah, so-and-so seems to be lonely. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case for you, like right now, if God is bringing somebody to mind, your family or a coworker or a friend, then just make a commitment. I am going to reach that person today. Like yeah. as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to call. I'm not going to text. I'm yeah. going to call. God puts it I'm on your heart. Check in. And if yeah. there's any way I can possibly stop and visit, if they're within my geographic region, I'm going to do that. Yeah. So it works both ways, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once, if you're in the situation and you can admit that, yeah, I'm lonely. That's the first thing. But also on the other side, talk about the flip of the coin, that we, if we're not lonely, need to reach out to those that are lonely. But we need to start having that two-way conversation about loneliness Mm, and not to just shove it under the rug, act like it doesn't exist, Mm. because it does. And the more we bring it out into the open, the more we become free of that chronic loneliness. That's so good. It's true. You will become free when you talk about it. And I have a friend who just a few weeks ago, we were on the phone and I just sensed he wasn't doing all that good. And as we got talking, I asked him, mm. so are, are, are you lonely? There's a long pause and he said, mm. yeah, I really am. 
And it opened up the door for both of us to have a conversation about what that loneliness feels like, what it means. And then we shifted over to what can we do about it? Yeah. And that's where the freedom begins to set in and the healing and the conquering of loneliness. Yeah. And so what can we do about it? We we become intentional about taking those steps to join community, whether it's church, whether it's going to a family function, even when you don't feel like it, or even when you've got a dysfunctional family, it, it's being present around people, but it's also about being present and, and being with solid, good, God-loving people that are going to help lift you up and not uh, keep that misery and loneliness trapped in. So I can just about hear somebody say, yeah, I get that. Sure. That's like common sense. Go get around people who love you or that you can love. But But I just don't have the energy. I don't know how to get started. I feel completely paralyzed to even pick up my phone and call anybody. So what what do I do? We pray (laughs) because God is our strength. He's our answer. And he will give you the strength to get up off the couch or out of your bed or wherever you are and to go to that community function or to even put one on yourself. Do it when it doesn't feel good. And you invite people over, invite people into your space. It's amazing how just that will start to to break free that even if it's an illusion or of loneliness, you may not really fully be lonely. Maybe it's just a perceived perception that you're lonely. If yeah. Real or perceived, the feelings are the the same. same. Exactly. So one of the things that you can do, like right now, if you're in that place of loneliness, is to make that commitment. Simply by asking yourself, do I want to stay like this or do I want to experience the discomfort, the momentary discomfort of making a phone call or inviting somebody over? Yeah. Because that's your choice. Stay miserable, lonely, feeling sad, depressed, energetic, or Take that momentary discomfort of reaching out. But I will say with that, to do that without expectation, but have great anticipation. Oh, there you go. Because when we expect it to go a certain way and then it doesn't, then we're like, yeah, see, that didn't work. I'll just go back to my loneliness little den and not come out again. But no, just without expectation of anybody else, just show up and be intentional about being around loving people. No. If yeah, you yeah, are yeah. one who you're not experiencing chronic loneliness, you've had your bouts with it, but you're doing good. Okay. And you got a lot of friends, you got family, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I, guess I, I wish I didn't have so many friends. I'm too busy. All right. I totally get that. But God has already brought to mind for you someone who's lonely. And if he hasn't already, you will have that opportunity to experience that in somebody that you know. And so now we're going to talk about some things, practical things that you can do. We've mentioned a couple of things already, but I want to just champion a couple of heroes that I just heard about recently. A friend of ours who lives in another state is going through some very tough times after an accident that left her pretty much shattered on her left side. She's in a wheelchair. Her leg is still just in pins and uh, being held together by a wheelchair for five months. And she has nobody, no family, no close friends, nobody around. She posted on Facebook and a couple of young gals saw the post because this gal had said, I need a ride somewhere. They immediately stepped forward, contacted her and said, Hey, we'd love to come help you out. Wait a minute, Todd. Are you saying Uh, that social media can be a good good thing? (laughs) Okay. All right. Oh, I heard it here. In that particular instance. (laughs) Yes. But these two young gals are just. They're befriending her. Yeah. Cool. Their arms around her. They're taking her places. They're taking her making to the sure that, uh, yeah. that this whole loneliness thing can go away by having companionship. Again, it's that community piece. Yeah. And this 
the gal that's in the wheelchair, she no longer feels unwanted and no longer feels like a burden. She sees people are supporting her and helping her rise up. and, And we've been a big support and it's just a privilege to come alongside someone like that. But but also, what else can you do? You can help people come out of their shell by Play encouraging. Jokes? You could do that. Do you have one? No. Have, okay, no. I'm terrible. Singing at songs? Yeah. But no, you can encourage them to try new hobbies, something that they've never done before. But that creative brain getting outside of themselves, yeah. it gets them from well, not being so inward focused about, oh, what was me and that kind of thing. And but do to, the hobby and to, with them. You could do that. Do the Don't hobby with them. Absolutely. I mean, that would definitely engage them and help them commit to it. Or like a volunteering somewhere when yes. we put the focus outside of ourselves and start volunteering elsewhere. Yeah. And you can volunteer with them. That's but great. that really starts to take you out of your a chronic loneliness state as well, which is huge. Also, I really think people need accountability in whatever form that that looks like for you. But it could be an online group. It could be just calling up a friend and saying, Hey, guess what? Yes, I got out and went to the grocery store and I smiled at five people or whatever it is. But that accountability will help keep you going in the right direction. Okay, and pretty me. soon that will start to snowball. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I just, because I, I have an example Good. of that. Again. I love examples. A friend okay. that I was talking to on the phone who was experiencing loneliness, as we talked about, well, what can we do about that? One of his suggestions is, because he's not able to drive, is I'm going to this afternoon. What was it the next day? I can't remember. At any rate, we set a time that he was going to call Uber and he's going to Uber over to a shopping center uh-huh. so that he could walk around inside just to be around people. Right. To experience human contact, human interaction, just the energy and the vibe that comes from human beings. I That's so, good. I was so proud of him because he called me back. He told me I did it. And how do you and feel afterwards? I felt so much better. I do it more often. Interesting. Did so, he actually talk with anybody? I don't think so. I think okay. he went to one of the coffee shops so he just in the shopping occurred. center, but he could feel the energy yeah, vibe. Yeah. And that really does make such a difference. No, that by is the way, huge. if you see somebody all by themselves, I've been so bad at this. I just confess in front of everybody. What? Because I'll see certain guy go to this one little coffee shop. No, you are not bad. You actually I, reach out. I do reach out, but not nearly enough. Like once okay. in a while I'll see somebody, maybe it's an elderly guy, and he's sitting there alone. I'm thinking, wow, I wonder if he lost his wife or in a fight or whatever. But he's and they're there. wondering about you because you're, you're there by yes, yourself. Exactly. Well, at least I got my computer. I look like I'm working, but <laughs> they're just sitting there staring out the window having a cup of coffee. I need to make an effort to just start a conversation. I need to do that more. So that's one of my suggestions. You see somebody you think is lonely and the Holy Spirit is nudging you. Don't worry about making a fool of yourself. You won't. You'll make a friend perhaps and yeah, spare somebody good. from that ugly condition of loneliness. That's good. I love this conversation, Todd. What else? Uh, what else? Okay. Is we're going to keep else going. What about a backyard barbecue? You can't. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Not during this time of year for a lot of people because it's a little chilly, but you can okay. do a quote unquote healthy potluck well, dinner, right? Bring people well, over, have them all bring your staff, a dish. Your coworkers, your yeah. neighbors, because guaranteed among them without you knowing it, Someone is suffering from loneliness. Yes. Or That's one of the things that I really, really want to stress that mm-hmm. if we bring this before God and we say, God, just, you can use me, help me identify who that is. He'll bring somebody in front of you. We have to have eyes to see though. You yeah. might be in a cube next to a coworker and all is that little cube wall and you peek over the top once in a while and you see them staring at their computer. And you creep them out because you're, <laughs> you you're staring at them. <laughs> but look into their eyes and try to find out. And really think about. So so many of us are so good at hiding behind these 
Facade. Facade. Sorry. Facade. What is a facade? No, never mind. It's it's, <laughs> facade. it's a facade <laughs> that everything's okay. I can take care of me. I don't I'm need anybody. Yeah, help. you're great. I'm good. Not true. Yeah. So let's be more perceptive and ask the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to show us, Lord, who can we reach out to who really needs your help and that I'll be your instrument. Yeah. And again, it's going back to the promptings. I called somebody again the other day. Sometimes just God puts people on my heart. And she was sharing with me that, oh yeah, everything's good. They're Her and her husband are traveling and they're doing great and this and that. And I was like, okay, cool. God just put you on my heart. So I thought I'd call and all was great. 10 minutes later, she called me back and said, things really aren't so great. And I said, oh. And she said, I called you back because I knew you'd pray for me and with me. And I thought, wow, again, what an honor, right? Because things were are tough health-wise for her husband. And so anyway, that was making her feel lonely in this situation. I'm grateful whenever we hear those still small, hear his still small, quiet voice and we take action of obedience. It's rewarding. And when he leads others to reach out to us, when we feel like I'm in a place of loneliness and I'm not really talking about it. Yeah. And maybe the Lord in his, his love for you and his graciousness will bring somebody along and don't be a tough guy and say, no, I don't need any help. Yeah. Just open up. It's so freeing. It is. Uh, so you're not crazy for feeling lonely, but you're crazy for not doing anything about it. You're crazy for feeling blue. <laughs> <laughs> and crazy for not doing anything about it. Yeah, but we those who are in we know the one that gives us the most comfort of all, and that is the Lord. And this is the season of the birth of Christ. And so we rejoice in what it means to to celebrate Christmas and all that that he has done in our life and, and for us. And yeah, it's, it's just such a special time. And so to remember and focus on just heavenly things instead of earthly things will take a big load off as well. And holding on to his promises yeah. from his word. And there are so many. I'm just thinking about Jesus saying, I behold, I am with you always. Mm. And man, hang on to that one. That's good. That's good. I actually had a couple um scripture verses here. Do I wanna do I wanna read them? Oh no, but here's what I do want to share. I this thought we was, were wrapping Oh, are we wrapping I, up? I no, we saw the exit ramp and we're no, heading off the ramp here. I know, but I have, you're listen, paging listen, through your book here. Because I have a couple good verses. All right. So Isaiah I just shared a great verse. You're trying to top me? Yes. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Actually, I want to okay. equip more with some more verses. But Isaiah 41 10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help mm. you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Or Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. And Those then do you want to read this final one? Yeah, First John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, and we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So it is about community and brotherhood and sisterhood and taking hold of God's promises and walking them out every day. Yeah. So God bless you all and uh, make this season a season to remember and remember to reach out to those that are around you that might be feeling lonely. God bless. And we will uh, catch you next year if you are listening to this live during this December time, but we will catch you in January. Take Take care. Head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment and we would love to dialogue with you there. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.